0: Alright, right, a couple of plays, we're going to finish our series on um, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. So, if you would, turn to 2nd John. I'm going to read, I was looking through, and not only just looking through, but I want to see how they went together, and uh, make sure we see the proper connections. And uh, so, for ones that might be catching the audio of this at a later time, or... Or uh, whatever we just finished last few weeks, we went through First uh, John and so on. Now, if we come to the book of Second John, um, we see a couple uh, comments that do tie in. The same with Third John, but Second uh, and Third John are almost like a little postcard, uh, especially in comparison to his other writings, and uh, that's explained in those books. But uh, we're going to go through a little bit of a review, and uh, again, for those maybe not here and for whatever reason or listening later on a recording, um, this may be maybe a little bit uh, shorter than my normal preaching that's not necessarily on purpose it's just I wanted to i I'm more concerned about this getting clear and seeing what Um, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John has and tie it together. And of course it goes back to the book of John. We're not going to elaborate on that. that's a large book, but there's a couple references that you can see the similarities in John's writings. And uh, by doing that, we see... So let's look at the uh, 2nd John and we will read... I'm going to read, then I'll go back and explain and elaborate. Second John 1 is that the elder unto the lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not only I, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and From the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in love, truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I write a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments, this is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you, and bring not his doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. And unto third John, the elder, well beloved God, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as I so prosperous, for I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in me, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou dost faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to the strangers which have borne witness of thy charity, Before the truth, whom if thou bring forward on their journey, after a godly sort, thou shalt do well, because that for his name's sake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles, we therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. I wrote to the church, but Diophantus, who loveth to have the preeminence among them receiveth us not, wherefore... If I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Uh, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God." Demetrius hath good report of all men, and of the truth itself, yea, and we do also bear record, and ye know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee, but I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee, our friends salute thee, greet thy friends by name." And uh, so we have finishing up John, I believe 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. It appears to be the same group of people. And we saw some things in 1st in, uh, John that has a lot of similarities between um, that and the book of John. Mainly, he's clarifying who Christ is. Uh, there's, a, there's a movement still today... There was a problem then, and I, I saw today. I actually just saw something on the internet just this morning that came up that, that uh, people were trying to say, well, Jesus was just a man. And... Uh, that there's there's also some doctrine, some false religions and some things that try when they get into trying to explain Jesus being the Son of God, they get things mixed up whether it's intentional or not doesn't matter there's a lot of false teaching out there in the in the area of trying to explain who Christ is uh, John if you'll turn to the book of John in chapter twenty, the book of John twenty. and verse 31 this is getting near the end there's only one chapter left this is the end of the whole book of John and John clarifies as we go through what salvation is and, and, and how simple salvation is and, and some of the things that he explains through the book of John and uh, John 20 and 31 but these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God and that believing ye might have life through His name. So it's it's a twofold: is one that you believe who Christ is, and then believe on His name so that you can have everlasting life. So the idea of the gospel is, as we saw last week in First John five one, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, uh, the the name Christ is is reserved for Jesus. When it refers to him as the Son of God and uh, and our salvation is in Christ as uh, that that particular name, and uh, so we have the the book of John, everything John wrote is about Christ and who Christ is, and clarifying the importance of Christ being a God in flesh, as we see in John chapter one that, uh, the, and, and his name is the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and uh, as we see exactly who Jesus is as the Son of God, and, and many people get away from that nowadays they say, oh yeah, we believe in Jesus, but there's too many things going on in the world and in churches and, and in religion and false, and every time they add something to salvation. And uh, the... the 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 gospel is starts with who Christ is. And uh, yes, we talk about it, we'll refer to the gospel. The gospel, by the way, just means good news. There's other times in scripture where the word gospel is used, where somebody wrote it. Paul used it, for example, said, my gospel, um, as he wrote his letter, that means my good news. That doesn't mean he had a different way to be saved or or a different, uh, something new from God that no one else got before. Uh, That just means, hey, it's good news. So we use that term referring to the gospel as an idea of good news. But it starts with who Christ is. If you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, it doesn't matter that you believe he died on the cross. And and, uh, so it's it's the the complete gospel is still all about just believing Christ. When we say believe on Christ, or I've told people sometimes um, to be saved, you just believe in Christ. Or believe on Christ, and, and someday I'm thinking about doing a sermon on that. There's a couple ways that word is used in the Bible, and uh, it doesn't change salvation, but it can help clarify. Some places it talks about believing in Christ, and some places it says on Christ. And uh, there, there's, there's no difference as far as our salvation, uh, but there's, a, there's some interesting thoughts there. But we have to get into, first of all, who Jesus is uh remember as as John the apostle came out of the the culture there in the Jewish culture and 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 being one of the Israelites, and knowing the history and watching Jesus deal with the religious crowd over and over, that was one of the biggest things. When they end up trying to, a couple of times they tried to kill Christ. It wasn't time yet. Jesus got away. But when they end up crucifying Christ, their charge was blasphemy, that he said he was God. He was the Son of God, my, I and my Father are One, and that was their charge. Uh, The book of John, as John writes in an end of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, is clarifying that position and explaining that Christ is who he said he was. And, And that starts, because if he wasn't a Christ, it doesn't matter that he died for my sins if he was just a man. And of course, on top of that, he rose again. In the Old Testament, they looked forward to believing God. They just believed God. But they believed God that God one day would send a Messiah. And uh, th- then, then it came to where they believed that who Jesus is. And it's about Christ. That Jesus would come, being the Son of God, and die for our sins, and be buried for three days in, in, in the tomb, and right, raise himself up, and, uh, and conquer death. But the focus here is who Jesus is. And uh, so sometimes people get caught up, and that's where they get bad doctrine. It's like, well, salvation is, and they start laying out all the things they think you got to do, and what it means, and how you make the decision. Now, salvation is Christ. Uh, we, We just have to accept the gift and believe what Jesus said about himself and who he is, that this salvation, this gift comes from God, but this gift was wrapped up in Christ. And uh, that as we look at who Christ is an explanation, God. You want to know Jesus? Yeah, the Gospels. Sometimes people go to the Gospels as an overview, and that's fine. That's what the Bible, God gave us the whole Bible. We need to read and know the whole Bible. Uh, but, But you want to specifically know who Jesus was. You need to read John's writing and learn about Jesus and who he is and, and uh, his relationship with God as being God and being the Son of God as we look at those things. Uh, the purpose, if we go to 1 John, back to 1 John 1, and 1 John chapter 1 and verse 4, as he's explaining, this is the introduction of the smaller gospel of God, the uh, established church. And, and uh, as we saw in uh, third John, we just saw him refer to as a lady. And remember, as we go through scriptures, we see the church as being the bride of Christ. So here's John referring to that church as a lady. And uh, so it's just interesting, but just a little explanation on that wording that we wouldn't think to use otherwise. Uh, but First uh, uh, John 1 and verse 4, John said, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. So if you go back and remember, just to, if you can remember, a couple of things in First John chapter 1 that uh, John referred to things, of course, explaining Christ in uh, verse 1. Um, referred to as the word of life and uh, as jesus and we see how jesus works in the and the the uh um that we have eternal life in in john chapter 1 and 14 that jesus came in the flesh and it was god that became in the flesh that your it says your joy might be full our joy and as we get into some peace studies and things like that, and and it's been a little while, but we talk and we clarify the difference between what the world looks for as a happiness, but having joy fills that hole that sometimes we're looking for. And a, a joy is lasting. A joy is is ongoing a a joy is a whole different thing than the world just trying to figure out how to be happy for a little while there's nothing wrong with being happy if the happiness comes from from uh, the right things but but happiness isn't necessarily continual Um, people think they're chasing happiness and, and and it's a constant chase but if you have joy, that stays with you. And uh, that, that uh, we, we look at, it, so we have those that your joy may be full. Over in the book of John, in chapter 15, um, we see a, a, a similar reference. But here in chapter 15, um, we see a description of Christ throughout the whole chapter. But John, chapter 15 and verse 11, it says, These things have I spoken unto you. This is Jesus talking now, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. And uh, so we, we have Jesus explaining joy. Now back up in the beginning of chapter 15 here in the book of John, Jesus describes himself. Now here's important, we have, we have lessons sometimes in Sunday schools or, or um Songs about uh, about this thought, but this is an explanation of the thought when we refer to Jesus being in the vine, and and here Jesus in chapter fifteen and verse one says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman." So God the Father, even though He's the Son and He is God in 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 the, in the spiritual sense, and and who Christ was, we also see that. Jesus is still giving the credit where God is still in charge. And uh, so every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it might bring forth more fruit. And there's a whole lesson in some of that, but that's not what we're getting into. It's just important for some of the next verses here. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now it says here, look, abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit and for without me ye can do nothing. So a couple problems with some of these false ideas that go past salvation. When you get into work salvation, most of people have trouble getting through things in their life as far as getting victory, maybe over a, a, a sin, or maybe just in general learning how to live for God because they think they're not adequate. Now let me say this, um, it, we should understand that we're not adequate toward God. When it comes to God and my relationship with God that's why we have to rely on Christ. But what I'm saying is sometimes we get out looking at what everyone else does. People start looking at how someone lives and makes an assumption of, hey, you're not saved or or, or or, or, because I watch these other people or I hear what someone says. Maybe I'm not really saved because I'm not like that other person. Yes, we have biblical guidelines and we have uh, biblical rules, if you want to call it that. Uh, we have principles in the Bible that aren't necessarily specific in detail, but the guidelines help guide us through life, and we have things in the Word of God uh, to compare to, uh, but there's a lot of things. When we start comparing to specific details of another person, uh, we need to take great caution and understand that's not where my salvation is. My salvation is in Christ, but when we start looking what Jesus is saying here, he said there's something. You're saved. He's not saying this is salvation. He's saying because you're you're saved. You're the branches. He said, but Jesus said, I'm the vine. If you ever watch a vine, maybe grapes, for example, and they grow, and you got the branches that come off, the nutrients and the source and the roots and everything are in that vine, and then the branches start coming off and where the fruit is. What Jesus is saying here about that word abide, I believe one time, quite some time ago, I preached on that, but it's mentioned in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John also this idea of abiding in Christ, living in. Where are we dwelling at? Uh, Where is our constant time? Where's our attention at? Uh, Where's our life being spent? That's not salvation, that's because I'm saved. I'm now in the family. Because I'm saved, I can now abide in Christ. Because I'm saved, I can have Christ abiding in me. And now this is about, hey, producing fruit, how God sees us. What are we accomplishing in life? And that has to do with how we're abiding in Christ. Um, now again, it's not a man's standard. People put all that on, on a, we're, we're for standards here. We're for living right. We need to be separate from the world. Uh, the world should see our life and know there's a difference. Uh, um, but that's not man-made rules. That's just abiding in Christ. And, and and most of the things that we put in place and say, hey, we need to put a guard up and look different and act different than the world and and all these places, we need to put the. But if hey, if I'm abiding in front of Christ, I'm not going to have a desire for them anyway. Uh, it's not about quit focusing so much on the flesh, uh, but get this thing down of abiding in Christ, so that. Um, we can look. He talks about the branches and, the, and uh, if we abide, verse 8, hearing my Father glorified that you bear much fruit that comes from the abiding and said, so shall ye be my disciples. Notice he didn't say saved. He said disciples. person can be saved and just kind of coasting and, and getting along. This is how he said, um, abide in my love. Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in His love. And uh, these things have spoken to that my joy might remain in you. And uh, so it comes back to having joy. And uh, about a relationship and that abiding. And uh, the servant, notice he said here in verse um, 15, we under have to understand our place. See, dealing with God is about humility, but there's also boldness. Remember what Hebrews talks about, the boldness before the throne. I can go to God with boldness because I'm saved, but there's also an element of humi- humility. Now watch in verse 15. Remember, Jesus talking to disciples here. He said, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord do- doeth, But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. So he's telling my disciples, he said, hey, I'm teaching you some things that others, you're not servants. It's not about a a, a taskmaster. Sometimes we get that mentality uh, that, yes, I should serve God. And he is God and he's worthy of it. And we need to keep our humility before God. But God gave us... His book, God gave us His Word. It gave us some things to do, and uh, for the sake of the gospel, and understand with boldness, I can go to God, and and I have Christ in me that I can do. In that sense, I'm not a servant. Uh, we have Romans eight, we're heirs of Christ, or heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. In Hebrews, Jesus calls us brethren, and uh, so we have that. So in that sense, we're not a servant, but. We also have to understand by our own choice and our own action under humility, I need to approach God. If we skip down to verse 20, it says, Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. So even though Jesus is saying, hey, you're not servants, I'm treating you like friends, I'm treating you like family, and you're learning some things... But remember, he's talking to his disciples here. He's talking, so we have to have that humility, but also there's a general group out there that... Hey, that maybe they just haven't learned yet. I, I'm not saying it critically, but maybe they're saved and newly saved and haven't learned yet, and 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 are not doing a lot. Maybe they've gotten away from God a little bit. Maybe there there's something there, but but there's a difference between family and friends and and children and and being a servant uh, with God. And uh, so with, with that, I. Um, well, let me finish here, and we'll go back to Second uh, and Third John. And uh, so, notice he said there: "The servant not greater than the Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have, if they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also." And uh, so he's talking about the relationship that they they don't know God. There's going to be people persecute you, but it's not because of you; it's because of their hatred for Christ. And and see, if Christ really is the Son of God, and Christ really is God, then every single bit of man-made religion is, is, is false and is no good. So someone in a man-made religion is going to fight this thing about who Christ is. That's one of the issues with the modern versions of the Bible. They change the deity of Christ and try to make Christ appear just a man. And uh, so... There's, uh, there, there's that. So as our relationship with God grows and we understand we're abiding in Christ, and as we understand that I get close to God and I'm closer to Christ, the world is going to be against us. But uh, let's go back to real quickly to Second uh, and Third John, just a couple points on this. Now because of this, this is the background of of the Book of John and. Uh, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John is about Christ and about salvation. So there's a couple of things here mentioned. One thing mentioned in 2nd John I already mentioned it's a lady and her children that's, a refer, that's just his reference to the church and, and who it is and the true sake talking about Christ and, uh, so that, uh, and, and he just wrote a quick note to say, hey, I'm rejoicing that you guys are abiding and living for God. And, uh, and, and doing right. Hey, be cautious. Take caution. Hey, there's people deceiving. People want to change this. And people who, can, who confess not that Jesus Christ is coming to flash. They're, he said this is a deceiver and antichrist. And so that's one way we can know false doctrines. And uh, so he just mentioned that and then mentioned the reason this is so short. He said, hey, I got a lot I want to say to you, but I'm not going to write it down. I'm going to talk to you when I come. And that's why it's so short. Uh, similar, in uh, in uh, third John, that uh, same thing, just, hey... Um, mention, I gave you all these things, but hey, there's this guy, Diocrates, who wanted to have, hey, bring things on itself, and, and uh, uh, put himself up, and, and uh, wanted to cause problems in the church, he said, uh, hey, you know, again, I'm writing this short, I'm not going to write everything down, I'm going to talk to you when I get there, but I, I have, I'm remembering this guy, and I'm going to deal with it when I get there, And uh, but, so that's why 2nd and 3rd John are so short. It's kind of a follow-up for what First John was, and it's saying, "Hey, I'm going to talk to you when I get there." And uh, so, but there's still uh, some things in there that, hey, take caution of false doctrines. And uh, the, the apostles taught the same, the same gospel. Um, some people try to separate that It said even Jesus and the apostles and Paul and all this taught different different ways to be saved. And and uh, so we see here we have proof that that's not true. Um, we also see a lot of similarities in the sense of, hey, when they're writing and helping churches, it all points back to Christ. Yeah, they may say some things a little different, because John, if you go back to the book of John, he was focused on who Christ is as a person. Uh, Paul just threw all kinds of doctrine in different ways. He was dealing with new churches, Gentile churches. He did. Uh, remember John still being Jewish, and, and a lot of his work was with Peter near Jerusalem. And uh, so... He focused who on Christ is. The Jews didn't believe Jesus was the Son of God. And uh, so a lot of his God. So he's reminding people, this may have been a Jewish church. Uh, uh, So he's reminding them, hey, don't forget who Christ is. Don't forget what this is about. And uh, where our help comes from. And uh, so he goes on, so he's reminding people, hey, there's, uh, there's things. As we look to Christ... And you go back as we saw in John chapter 15. Hey, the world's against Christ. And and if they're against us, we're not to take it personal. It's they're against Christ. Because they're against Christ, if we preach Christ, they're going to be against us. And uh, so sometimes we we try to figure out, and they want to lump all religion together into one big, big group and, and minimize. Part of that stuff is minimizing Christ. Part of that takes away from who Christ is. Um, there, there, there's a lot of things that in church history that's commonly taught. It uh, tries to put everything under. There was the Catholic Church, then there was the Protestant, and, and they still try to, even though they claim to be Christian, they still try to give Catholic Church uh, some authority. And, uh, well, everything came out of that later and try to, you know, either Baptist or non existence or somehow we came out of that movement. And, uh, it, and it's not even all about being baptized; just about the word of God. What you have in that mixed-up doctrine—that all—if ha- all Christianity that we can go back to has the same lineage, then you have some problems with who Christ is. And uh, you, you go back in that mess, and some of the things those groups taught, and uh, and get—it it doesn't fit the Bible. It just doesn't work. And uh, so you have this. So you have to be cautious. So John, in his, most of what he wrote is, hey, this is Christ. This is about Christ. Uh, stay close to Christ. But, hey, you still have to be on guard about false doctrine and uh, t- take some guard against those things And uh, as people try to attack who Christ is and the deity of Christ. And uh, so with that, let's stand we'll close. And 1st, uh, 2nd, and 3rd John, Remember, right? it's about Christ. Our salvation is in Christ. But our living is in Christ. Our life is in Christ. We talk about eternal life. But, uh, and, and of course, that's important. That's our salvation. But the, our life, just being alive while we're still here on earth, is also in Christ. And we have to watch that and follow that as we go with that. Let's close. God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you uh, for this time in your word. God, I thank you and uh, for giving us insight on who you are and what our salvation means so that we can have joy. And uh, God, I pray that you'll help us as we we take courage and strength and live for you, uh, even this week. In Jesus' name, amen.